So welcome to another episode of Mining My Own Mind. Today we have a guest. Could you please introduce yourself, Miss Wellness Fitness? <laughs> yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Tanisha Naughton. I'm a plant-based wellness coach working with women of color, helping them transition to become vegan and also cleanse naturally with herbs and just all about self-empowerment for women of color through their choices of what they eat. Awesome. Awesome. So happy to have you here today. And could you give a little bit of background on who you are and also your background with being an athlete? Yeah, so I'm originally from New York, but I am currently living in Georgia. Just life transitions. It was just time to make a change. But um, in terms of background, so I am a former Division II basketball college athlete. Literally, I've been a personal trainer and I used to run track as well. So sports have always been in my vocabulary and my lifestyle, you know, um, it's just how I grew up and I wouldn't change it. You know, it's definitely molded me to be the person who I am, that very disciplined person. And in terms of how I am now this vegan coach, it actually started because my mom was diagnosed with having diabetes a couple of years ago. And she was on all these different medications. She was really dizzy, lethargic, just lack of energy. And even I would say like her skin, it just, she seemed more pale and she wasn't herself. So I was in this situation really like seeing my mom deteriorate and not knowing what to do because I ate meat. We all did at this time. And then I started getting introduced to people who actually have helped people with different diseases like Dr. Sabi and other natural holistic providers. And I was kind of in the mode of, well, what do I have to lose trying this, you know? And I was also actually 30 pounds heavier because after I left college, the weight finally yeah. came up with me, I you know? know. Yeah, it, yeah it, it, it sucked because I wasn't eating well. Like, even though I was an athlete, you know, I was still eating McDonald's and drinking a lot and having all the fast food. And I thought I was unstoppable. Like, you can't hurt this body, you know? Yeah. But then you learn. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes quickly. It's it, oh, yes, yes. You know, to the point where I didn't, I didn't realize that, like, my pants size went up, like, four or five sizes. I was like, wow. You know, but... It, ha it happened and it, it, in a way, everything happens for a reason. So I got to take that journey with my mom, right? So I started cooking a lot more vegan food at home for us. I started incorporating herbs like burdock root, which helps people who have diabetes. Uh, a lot more water because I wasn't the biggest water person. So I started doing little things with myself, like going from 32 ounces to then like 64 and then 90 something like buying, you know, buying the jugs. So you help keep yourself accountable. And it, it almost became fun. Like, I think when people are thinking about a lifestyle change, because I don't consider it a diet. I truly consider the, what I'm doing a, a lifestyle change. You know, you you learn to make it fun. Like, you have different recipes that you want to try and see how this comes out. And sometimes we did fail. Like, I, you know, I'm an honest person. Like, not everything came out amazing. But what was nice to see was that when I was taking my mom off medications and changing the way we ate, I saw a difference and she felt better. And then when we went back to the doctor about a year, a year and a half later, he was like, I don't know what your daughter's done, but you're now pre-diabetic and you're not on medications. And it was the happiest moment, you know, like just seeing how changing how you eat can be a testament to a, a whole new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, um, what I heard you say that caught my attention was the part about making it fun. So it wasn't necessarily something you were excited to do when you were doing this, but you found a way to enjoy the process. And I love talking about these things. So could you speak on that a bit more? 
Yeah, because it was a tough time in my life. So, you know, going from also being the child to now being the caretaker, it was a big shift for me, right? You know, something I didn't expect. So I had to find ways to bring joy into this situation. And there were days where, you know, I was crying and I didn't know what, what would happen to. So I don't want to diminish that side for people either. But being in the kitchen, my mom loves cooking. I have learned the joy of it as well. So there was quality time there. You know, so doing recipes like, oh, mom, I found this. Let's try this together. It, it made it fun. You know, we put music on in the kitchen. I'm very big on making your atmosphere what you want it to be. So for me, we have the joy and the love of music together. So we put on maybe some old school songs for her or, you know, some Caribbean music, whatever it may be. And now we're, we're dancing and we're singing and we're, we're making the meals. So that was a way of fun for, for us. Um, and then for me, when I would go outside and I'd be social, it was trying different vegan restaurants. And that was cool because I've, I'm an adventurous at heart. So going to different places, I, I've even, I drove to like Delaware one time to go get vegan. <laughs> Wow. You know, like I'm that type of person. Yeah, I'm foodie at heart. Yeah. So, and you know, I'll bring something back for my mom to try. And it's the experimentation part that was really fun for me that I would say the most. Mm -hmm. I totally understand that. I think that uh, I had a journey recently as becoming just a beginner dancer again. And I think there's so much to be said that when you're trying new stuff, yeah, sometimes it might not work. Sometimes you eat something new and it's going to taste disgusting mm -hmm. and you'll never want to yeah. eat it again. But yeah. you gave yourself that opportunity to also like it and also learn from it. So I think there's a lot to be said there. Um, speaking of your not being in that great situation with the reasoning of why you had to start it, thinking about our parents and thinking about people who are a little bit harder to change, right? And very resistant to change. What do you think helped you with the change? And what do you think helped your mom with the change and accepting this change? Yeah. So I'm really lucky because my mom is a peach. Like she is very acceptable to change. You know, I, I also think because we were in the situation of I almost see it as life or death, you know, um, we didn't really have a choice to, to think about those things. You know, she could have, yeah, she could have given me, you know, pushback with it, but I think she just saw how much, like, I just wanted to help her. You know, now I will say, because I didn't have the experience of someone giving me pushback, my dad is not vegan mm -hmm. and he would not do it, you know, <laughs> but it, it was, it was funny because I feel that when you're making small changes in your life, the people around you get onto your frequency a little bit. Absolutely. So when I started making different vegan meals, like for example, a lot of tacos, you know, I would see my dad come upstairs and he would start sampling things. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know, for someone who's very against it, he doesn't believe in it at all. A little, that's a win for me, you know? And I, I always encourage people, like if there are people in your family who don't believe in it, don't push it onto them. That's not the way, you know, just, let them come to it on their own. They may not become fully vegan, but they will start sampling your dishes and one is they're curious. Like people are naturally curious. So that that's really what I would say as advice for is like don't push it on to anyone because that's that's just also not the, like the right way to live either. You know, like you want people to make their own choice. Yeah. Making a suggestion versus a command or a demand from someone. Right. People are more likely, especially us adults, like you tell me to do something, it me not do something. It means that's exactly right. what I want to do now, right? So yeah. making a suggestion like, oh, it's here if you want it, 
Mm-hmm. They're coming to it. They'll come to it. I even took my mom to a vegan restaurant. And at first she was totally resistant to it. Like I had looked it up when I was visiting home in the U.S. And I was like, oh, there's so many restaurants now. I can try all these vegetarian places. Let's go to this one. And her options were that or a Mexican restaurant. And at first, she just heard me say soul food. So she's like, oh, yeah, let's go to the soul food place. But then when I showed her the menu, she's like, where's the meat? And I was like, oh, it's a vegetarian place. Well, actually, it was a vegan place. And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, I'm buying dinner. So if we go to Mexican, I mean, okay, but why don't we be open to new things? Eventually, I got her to try it. And she's been back without me. And she even took my brother. Even if she's not doing it all the time, I think it's really cool to just offer her that opportunity. And not in a forceful way, but in like a, I think you should really try it. Right. A little nudge. Um, Yeah. So there's a difference between a nudge and pushing someone's boundary. Exactly. Also wanted to talk about when you were saying it's a life or death change, but now you are helping people who are not in that situation. How do you encourage those who are not in a life-death situation to change? And how do you speak to those people who are curious to you? So also a little bit about where you lead your content to get people curious about being vegan. Yeah, so I really choose to make a point of like it increases your energy. So a lot of people, especially business owners, especially moms, you know, honestly women of color, because I feel like we have so much on our on our plate all the time. We need energy to be able to go throughout our days. We also want our skin to look better. You know, we are very big on how our appearances, and I, I really try to push it as like, how you feel on the inside is how you will feel on the outside. It will reflect that. So through this vegan lifestyle, with the way you change, you have more fruits, you have more vegetables, you drink more water, that's naturally going to increase your productivity throughout your day. So who wouldn't want that? You know, that's, I usually take that route instead of all the different health benefits because you can have weight loss. Like if you're looking for weight loss, it definitely will do that because when you're eating processed food, you're having all this heavy food on your, on your stomach. Mm-hmm. I, I love to make the example of when it's the holidays or if you're just going out to like a buffet, right? And we have, especially in the, in the black culture, the itis, it's the biggest thing, right? Like after you finish eating, you, you feel tired, you feel lethargic, but that's not natural. We shouldn't feel that way. So when I eat, I feel fueled. I'm ready to go. I have a lot of energy. So I tell people like, if you want that, then this is a really good lifestyle to in you know incorporate. Just incorporate more whole foods in general is a win. You know, take out less meat. Like have a meatless Monday. You know, try that and just see the the effects and how you feel. Because for me, being plant based is really a feeling, and that's what I encourage to my clients the most. In terms of uh, free education and where I tell people to go, they can follow me on Instagram. It's Plant Based Vibes, so P L A N T B A S E V I B E S, and the same thing on TikTok. And then on Facebook, it's Tanisha Naughton, uh, where they could just reach out. You could book a free call, and I love to do the free consultation so I can give people these nuggets, like demystifying the plant based lifestyle. Really, mm-hmm. is what I love to do on that call with people because they think that they can't have soul food. I'm like. You can have anything you want on this lifestyle. Yes. You know? And it's good. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing. And yeah. you feel good. So, yeah. you know, the soul food, the Caribbean food, Italian food, like you name it, you can have it. There are no limitations. And that is what I love to push the most onto people is like, literally, you can have whatever you want. And I can show you how to do that. Absolutely. 
I love that you talk about, because I even had an episode on this, it's not necessarily the small changes, but it's a lifestyle change. And when you make lifestyle change commitments, your commitments are much more likely to stick. So when you're saying that it's not just eating certain ways, it's healthy, becoming healthier overall. It's easier to go work out once you're already healthy. Right. Yeah. So I really love that. Also wanted to talk about when you were saying, which I noticed you just change it right now. Uh, when I went to France recently, a guy at a coffee shop was like, yeah, we're a plant-based coffee shop. And he said plant-based. And I was like, oh, so it's vegan. He's like, yeah. And then I don't know how we got onto it, but we talked about how people, for some reason, if they hear the word vegan, they're so much <laughs> more resistant to it than when they hear plant-based. So if you give them a cookie that's plant-based cookie, they have yep. no issue with accepting it. But if you go, here's a vegan cookie, they're like, I don't even want it. <laughs> I don't even want it. So can you talk a bit about the perceptions, um, maybe in coaching, but also just in dealing with how people perceive this lifestyle? Yeah, you know what it is? I think in society in general, we have so many different layers to what veganism looks like. And I think that's like part of the problem too. Like in my mind, when I when I say plant-based, I really am just a health conscious eater, mm. you know? But when you have vegan, you could be vegan for the animals, right? You can be vegan for the environment. You know, there's so many different layers to it. So I think that also gets people confused and they're like, oh, I don't want to be that person. It's like, okay, but it's really about what you're ingesting inside your body. So the plant-based, <laughs> I feel like it just makes them more receptive. Like, okay, so we're, it's plant-based, but uh, maybe I don't really know exactly what that means. But vegan has a certain connotation that comes with it. Mm -hmm. And that that in itself, you have to like break down. So I do prefer to wear plant based, but also because vegan doesn't mean that you're plant based. Yeah. So there's that difference as well. So you have vegan people who eat a whole bunch of processed food. You know, just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're healthy. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> yes. So there, there's it, just, it does not mean you're healthy. You can eat McDonald's. Right. You're like, you right. all the things. Yeah. Exactly. You can have all the fried fries yeah. fried you want, you know, as a vegan. Yeah. And, that people don't realize that or maybe that's why they're like no i don't i don't want that i don't want to be that person so the plant-based lifestyle it's more about eating natural old foods you know the more herbs that come from the mother nature so that's why i ventured off to that lifestyle because i didn't start off eating the beyond burgers all that stuff you know i feel like most people do because you don't know better yeah you know and it's also an easier transition too you know having a burger that resembles uh you know something that you're used to eating but now it's me teaching them like, hey, you can have that burger, but let's make it a black bean burger instead. And let's still put all the fixings. You know, you want barbecue sauce, that's fine, but let's just find a healthier alternative. Exactly. So yeah, that it's always interesting with, with that. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting you mentioned the burger because I'm a pescatarian, but in general, I'm mostly vegetarian and I have slowed down on eating the substitute meats, right? So like the Beyond Burgers and things. And they're not terrible, but they're not necessarily good. They're just a substitute. And I know that it might have some protein in it and whatnot, but I know I have a friend who is a bit almost like scared of becoming vegetarian because you're going to miss out on this and you're going to miss out on that. And I'm like, or she assumes that I'm always going to need to eat these substitute meats. And I'm like, no, you just learn what vegetables to eat instead. Or you learn, you learn a lot more about your food Everyone who is not vegetarian or vegan, not saying all of them, but 
a lot of them don't even know what they're eating. They don't pay attention to it at all. So actually on the other end, you learn so much more about mm-hmm. who you're putting in your body and what you actually need to sustain. And you're able to increase your self-awareness to actually pay attention to, okay, I feel better after I eat this. Uh, this doesn't work for me. Like, especially with like people with gluten allergies as well. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing where you have to learn to listen to your body. And I think by acknowledging that you want to change something, you'd be able to increase your self-awareness. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, choosing the food that we eat is a form of self-love. Exactly. So, you know, it's either you could pick up the Coca-Cola or maybe you have salsa instead, you know, and people are like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't sound good. Well, what sounds better, not having heart disease or having it? Yeah. You know, like it, it, it's all, it's all life is a choice at the end of the day, but your choices, it shows me what type of person you are. We all are on this kick, especially like black girls healing, like, oh, I love myself. I'm taking myself out on dates. I'm doing the massages, yeah. all that, right? But that's only one form of it. Like, yeah. sis, you got to worry about what you're ingesting inside your body on a consistent basis because that's why you're tired. And that's why you can't go out where that's why, you know, you're having such a, a tough time in your life because what we eat is a form of healing too. Exactly. And that that's what I love. I really and truly, I say I'm an accountability coach and it's like self-love empowerment for women of color to come back to themselves and to come back to those herbs because there are herbs that help us with our menstrual cycle. We don't need to be taking Tylenol and all these different things. You know, you, you can become in control of your life and the plant-based lifestyle is very self-sustainable. And I love I love it for for that reason because like what you said you start learning about different ways different foods that you can replicate that that meat flavor if you want because really and truly if you didn't season your meat you wouldn't eat it so <laughs> you know the seasoning right I season my vegetables I season my pasta all the things it doesn't change it's just you start making healthier choices. Mm-hmm. And so how would you advise people who are coming from, so I deal a lot with women who are coming from cultures that are pressing identities upon them. How, and most of those cultures are very resistant to change. And that's usually why they're pressing that identity because it's not shifting the group. How would you suggest, or how do you suggest people working with that first step of like, okay, I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna go against the tide. So I love this because I'm embracing the change. My family is not from this country. Mm-hmm. So my family is from a Caribbean background. We're Guyanese. So when people, yeah, right. When people look at my content, I push that a lot where you don't, you can still have your cultural foods, but let's show you how to switch. So for example, um, my biggest meal when I was growing up was roti and curry chicken. Now it's roti and curry chickpeas with some potatoes. And right. So like, again there are no limitations to it so i just talk people through that like okay well tell me like what what is your traditional food that you know you guys are used to having and we can work on a recipe because in my in my program like i have different recipes that people can make but then also i like to do certain customizations for people because i know that that is a barrier and then also what i'd say is you know you're gonna have to make the choice for yourself like you can't listen to what your family is gonna gonna say you know, there's that too. You do have to put yourself first and reclaim your health if that's important to you. You know, there, cause I, I lived it. Like I, I love what I do because I went through these steps. Like I have a dad who doesn't, you know, love the vegan lifestyle. You know, I have family members who are like, are you getting enough protein? It's like, I'm okay. 
you know but that's the funny thing is like i never i never push back on them but people will come at you because you're doing something different but different also makes you unique and it's going to make you special and it's going to make you feel healthier and live a better version of yourself yes absolutely yes 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 to all of that especially the you're going to become a better version of yourself by stepping into the thing that is best for you and people are going to be scared of you doing that and you're going to be scared going against them but in the end you have to prioritize yourself and choose yourself so that you can also set an example for the others around you to have the space to do the same thing and sometimes we don't want to be leaders sometimes we want to chill sometimes we're tired of being the leader or the strong woman for everyone else but this isn't being the strong woman for everyone else. This is being the strongest person for yourself and choosing what's best for you, whether that be a diet, whether that be a move, whether that be a relationship, whatever it may be. This is just a clear example of how choosing yourself is ultimately going to make you have a better life. If you can live longer and putting yourself first and putting your health first, but not eating meat a few days of the week, then wouldn't you want to do it? And right. it's your fear can't control you making that decision. You have to choose to make a decision and not let fear control your life. Right. I think it's fear and just the lack of discipline, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I hear the most people are like, well, what am I going to do when I go out to eat with my friends? And those are things that I coach people through, you know, because I, I was there. I understand, you know, or when you go out to the bar, like, what am I going to have to drink? If you're choosing, you know, to lessen your alcohol, because that has a lot of sugar in it too. It's like there are alternatives because at the end of the day, if you think about these social settings, are you going out for the drink? Are you going out for the high of the drink? Or are you going out for the quality time? And I think those are things that you have to break down as well. And people don't even think of it that uh, like that because in society, the first thing you do when someone comes, at least in my culture, when you go out to someone's house, hey, do you want a drink? Exactly. Like, well, that thousand percent. <laughs> you know, but that drink doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. It, it can be a cranberry seltzer with lime. That is the replacement of a vodka soda, you know, in a way. And it's just changing your mindset. Yes. And that's the the biggest thing of what I think people don't understand about this journey. They just see is like, oh my God, like I'm changing food. Like, no, you're changing your mind. Like you mentioned on being a leader, like you're stepping into this new power, like this new er this new energy of activating, like I call it the wellness spiritual baddie. Like she's going to be elevated and just moved on to a higher level that a lot of people won't be able to understand and that's okay but are you okay with elevating to this new version who is only going to take you honestly to like the best the best places in your life because i for me it has allowed me to actually move into more spirituality through this lifestyle because i don't have that brain fog my brain is more clear and i have more clarity in my purpose so business owners like if you're looking to walk in your purpose like this lifestyle is definitely can help make those changes for sure. Absolutely. I think that's also practicing making changes. If you can practice doing something like that and how you spoke a bit about self-care and discipline, discipline is a form of self-care because you're doing it for the betterment of yourself. Think about how pe disciplined people are for other people all the time. Why wouldn't right. discipline for yourself? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Uh, we talked a bit about dealing with change and appreciating the process. How would you say to, how do you get the people to see it as self-care? So we're talking about the self-care part. How do you get people to shift that mindset? Yeah, so 
I pretty much do what I did. So affirmations I started with, I feel like those are very powerful. I also feel first and foremost, what's your why? You know, like journaling, what's your why? Or we could have a conversation. That's usually what happens actually in a consultation. Like I ask people like, well, why do you, why do you have on this call, right? Like, why do you want to become plant-based or why are you curious about this lifestyle? And a lot of people it's, you know, I haven't put myself first. I'm tired of putting everybody else first, or I want to be a better version to show an example to my kids. You know, it's usually you, you have to focus on you first. And that is the biggest form of self-love. Like if you know why you're doing this, then you can come back to that every time when you're about to, you know, have meat or about to have a drink. Even if you slip, like I, the way I coach is, it's really a form of showing you love. Like I'm not here to shame you. We all make mistakes, mm-hmm. but every time you make a mistake, are you getting back up or are you going to be like, oh my God, like I just messed up so bad that now I'm just going to eat wings and go back down that rat hole, you know? And that's where I come in to be like, no, like you choosing you is this form of love. And what's your why? Every time, like, what's your why? Journal it. Journaling is a very big component, actually, in my program as well. Like you journaling your feelings. What comes up for you when you're thinking about it? Why are you scared? Like, let's write all these things down. And that's training your mind, like to see it on paper or to make a vision board of how you want to look and how you want to feel. Like those things are so imperative to helping your mindset down this journey, but also just for your life. Mm hmm. Yeah, I really, I also do journaling a lot and suggest it a lot because it's also a way of just getting your thoughts out of your head. And there's also a lot of thoughts in your head that you haven't even recognized that do come out right. while you're journaling. Oh yeah, for sure. I've definitely written like three, four pages of journaling before. I'm like, oh wow. It, it's a form of healing too. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I love it. And I only started journaling actually the, uh, 2022. That was oh, nice. when I first started. Yeah, I did a little bit on the phone in 2021. But again, for me, like eating this new lifestyle has introduced me to different techniques for myself to keep me in in, in on top of my game, um, you know, for my own mindset. So I'm constantly, you know, training myself or trying new things because sometimes you get bored with your own routine as well. And I think there's nothing wrong with introducing new things if it's going to make you feel complete, like do whatever feels best for you, but it also takes be open to suggestions as well. So going off of what you said with the being accepting to change, you're also practicing changing because, for example, you when you first become vegan or when you first introduce any type of lifestyle change, you have to practice changing, right? You have to change your identity into the person that you're trying to become, gaining the habits, gaining those things. But as you do that, you're practicing learning how to change. You're practicing taking the responsibility for your changes. So when you do it for one thing, it becomes easier later on. So when you first start being vegan, of course, you're eating new things. It's actually exciting because yeah, I've been cooking the same things forever. <laughs> and then when I finally became vegetarian or was just even considering it and starting yeah. recipes, I was like, I haven't looked up a recipe and I don't know when. Just because we know how to cook doesn't mean we can't right. what we're cooking. And it's just like life, just because you know how to do something, it doesn't mean you can't expand on how to get better at it. If you play uh, basketball, I play volleyball. There's new ways to get better at the same thing. There's new things being developed all the time. And if you're enabled, if you're incapable of like, I don't, I don't really like the word humbling yourself because it can mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. But if you're incapable of saying, Hey, there's maybe another way that also works, or maybe there's a way to be better than I currently am because you're so scared of hurting your own ego. The reality is you've already (laughs) hurt your own ego by not even accepting that you can get better. 
Like you're almost denying yourself the possibility of becoming better because you're scared of admitting that there could be a better way. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the way I look at it is mind, body, and soul is what we're working to achieve, right? Like, cause you mentioned that everything I'm saying, it's not just about veganism and that's because it's not like, I really say like, I'm an accountability coach that's just teaching you to become vegan, but really we're incorporating life practices and life in itself is about self-exploration. Like, don't we want to become better? So shouldn't we want to try different things or different practices that will allow us to become a better human being? And that is really the goal of life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's interesting because it's more of like a wellness lifestyle change that I'm looking to help people endure and be open to. But it just comes from the main component of food. But we're talking about everything, you know, or when when it comes to being coached by me. Absolutely. And I think that's something that people don't realize with coaches is that most of it, almost every coach is some way, some shape or form, a mindset coach, because most of the time it's mindset that we need to shift. But then also so many parts of your life are interrelated. And if you have someone who can look at your blind spots or at the things that you haven't been paying attention to that are related to what you're trying to solve, then you can be better overall. Like you're saying you're a wellness coach, which is actually what you are. It makes sense. You just happen to be doing it with food and happening happen to be plant-based. But what you're doing is changing their entire persona, their entire life. I also had a relationship coach I talked to who is a dating coach, but she's like, most of the time I'm working with their relationship with themselves and others. And it has one thing to do with dating. Why? Because those relationships affect the other in the same way that the what you're eating, just as I was saying earlier, if you start eating healthy, you will start working out. If you start working out, you will start eating healthy. But nobody ever gets past that little break in the front where they still haven't convinced themselves that I am someone who works out. And therefore, I naturally eat healthy. Yeah. They really are late together. It totally, you know, once you start doing it, it's like, oh, I'm going for a smoothie instead of, you know, going for something that's not healthy. Your 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 brain knows what to do. You just got exactly. you know, like and your gut, because honestly, like that's really where our feelings come from the most. Like follow your gut. You 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 know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we just second guess ourselves so much. It's like, no, go with the first thought because you're usually right and your body it's smart, man. Like we just got to trust our vessels and that's, that's the way that, we, that we'll take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. What would you say is one of the biggest like surprises or maybe in the past or something that con- consistently surprises you about the work you do? I, that's a good question. Um, no, it could be the type of people that usually come come to me because when I first started, I really just thought it would just be women of color who want to do weight loss because every you know a lot of people are for that. But then what I started attracting was were things that I mentioned here when well I'm not putting myself first and my priorities are like so behind. I, I don't focus on anything that makes me happy anymore. So that's when it started coming to me like oh I'm working with lifestyle. And am I okay with doing that? And then it was like, well, yes, because I'm a testament. I'm embodying who I say I am. You know, I'm not here saying like, be vegan. Like, no, I've taken these steps. I'm telling you about mindset and affirmations because it came into my world and I started practicing these things. So I'm attracting who who I was, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what, it's honestly like a blessing because you're seeing a mirror of yeah. clientele and it, 
I don't know. It brings it brings me joy to be like, oh man, like I I was there. So like let let's work through this. But I'm also not the type to be like, this is what you should do. Like no, let's talk this through and let's see if you can see some of these breakthroughs or those blind blinders. And then I'm just giving you some more support and talking you through it. And that's really the rewarding part of it. You know, are these relationships that I get to build with these women who who look like me and you know who represent what you know things that my mom had been through. So. I would say at first that was the surprising part to me because I thought I was either getting weight loss or a lot of people who had diabetes and health issues, but it actually has moved. I get that, but it's also moved into something that I would say is like really beautiful with yeah. a clientele or even the people who are like, hey, I have issues when I go out with my friends and I want to be social. I love that because I consider myself like the social vegan coach, really. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love talking about those different situations that I go through now, you know, still my friends are like, oh, you're really, you're not going to have a drink or you don't. You don't want to eat at this spot. I'm like, no, okay. And that, but that's the discipline that I built up in myself. And now it's like sharing that knowledge with people. And I loved it. Yeah. It also goes back to that self-love part where it's like, no, I love myself enough to set this boundary and clearly keep it. Yeah. I don't right. to adjust just because you are asking me and you don't have this self-control projecting. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's like a, a bit intimidating to people, honestly, when you're so firm in your boundaries and not firm in who you are. You know, like mastering self, that is, you know, that takes a lot. And I, not to my own horn, I'm constantly evolving. You know, this 2022, I've learned a lot about myself, different, different modalities to continue to heal in different forms, you know, so, but I'm doing the work, you know, and I think that is the difference where not a lot of people are willing to even try these different lifestyles or try these different modalities to evolve into this better human being. And that I think is intimidating because they wish that they could do it, mm-hmm. but there there's something stopping them from doing it. So when people, that's just like a mindset thing. Like when people are projecting onto you certain things, it's usually because it's starting within themselves and they have those feelings about who they are. It's not about you. So that's where you just have to stand firm. Like this is my what I want to do and I'm going to go forth with it. And you know, you either rock with it or you don't. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I think it takes a lot for people to even consider that it's projections that are coming towards them because people, especially when I talk about like boundaries and stuff and they're like, oh, but what if they're like this? You setting boundaries, technically they shouldn't really be upset with it unless they were trying to take advantage of you. Um, They might be upset because they can't set boundaries and they're wondering why you're doing it now. But regardless, you don't get to deal with them. You don't get to choose how they think, where they think, what they think, all these things. So you can only control your side and how you're going to set up your reality by setting your boundaries and adjusting accordingly. What is the most difficult thing, the most common difficulty that your clients face? Getting out of their own way. (laughs) Really and truly, you know, saying that they want something, but then doing the opposite or letting other people's fears dictate what they do so it it goes back to what we've been talking about is literally just well what is your why why do you want to do this do you think that it's important and do you think that you're going to see results and you're going to feel better and if the answer is yes then get out your own way and now let's work on these steps as to how you can do that and that's where the program you know helps walk you through those things but first we got to identify like this is an issue you know it's it's you every Everything in life, it's you, like nobody else. <laughs> it is you. You are the problem. You have to look within yourself to realize this is an issue, you know? Yeah. Look in the mirror. 
and the responsibility. Take the responsibility. And then from there we can move because without that, it's it's hard to to do this transition if you can't recognize that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can help you see it, but at the end of the day, you you have to have the will, you have to be open, and you gotta recognize the self-awareness. So okay. without those three things, I think it's it would be tough. But with anything, it's not just becoming vegan. I think in life, if you can't recognize that, then it's hard to make a, a new change. Absolutely. You can't make a change to a problem that you can't admit exists. The first step is always admitting to the problem. And I even, I just recorded an episode on taking responsibility and people have a fear of that because once you accept responsibility, that also means that you're accepting responsibility for the actions because you're acknowledging the existence of your responsibility to share. And you are in control of your life. You are the reason everything in your life circumstances may have been dealt, but you're the you choose what you do with those circumstances. Right. Yeah. What would you advise? How would you what would be your biggest tip you would give to people who are looking to take that responsibility for changing their wellness or any part of their life? Yeah, uh take it slow. This is not a quick race. It is a marathon. You know, that's the way I did it. I didn't jump into veganism. We did some vegetarian. We did some pescatarian when we were making this lifestyle change because that is what's sustainable. Small changes lead to bigger outcomes. It's not the fast track life. You know, slow and steady and that's okay. And being all right with that because we live in this world of instant gratification. Like, I want it now. But if you were to lose that <laughs> that weight, you know, if that's a goal for you in like, you know, 10 days, like, well, first of all, that's usually water weight. Second, like that's not sustainable. You know, you're going to go right back to your old habits. So yeah, slow and steady and just take those steps. You know, like that's what I mentioned when I said like the meatless Monday, that's usually how I start off with people. Like you're not going to have seven vegan meals. Like that's, that's unrealistic. Who would I be? It's unrealistic. You know, who, who would I be as a coach? You know, I'm setting you up for failure if I do that, mm-hmm. but baby steps or you know twice a week let's let's change two of those meals that is sustainable that will allow you to still it it, it allows for that trial and error you know like if you fail it's okay you know so and be gentle in yourself because you will make mistakes so yeah i would say those are the two things what kind of tips would you give to people who are a bit resistant to fully becoming vegan but are looking to make better decisions on their lifestyle and their eating. Yeah. Um, so look at the things that you eat and see how those things can be changed to a vegan, you know, vegan meal. So look, as you said, like if they're not going to become fully vegan, that's okay. But if you want to change, let's just say three meals out the week, you can go with, I'm one of my favorites actually, because we're talking about like Southern meals, uh, instead of uh pulled pork, you can make a pulled jackfruit. I had this and it's amazing. And you're right. It's so good. So good. So, you know, if you're resistant to going all the way, well, let's have some little meals here that are fun and tasty. Cause that's what I'm about. Like, I love showing people you can have that vegan mac and cheese. So, you know, you can have the collard greens, the yams, all, all, literally all the things. Um, so showing them, yeah, like we can supplement different meals and then you can incorporate that into your lifestyle while if you're still having, you know, meat, like twice a week, you know, and then beverages. I'm really actually a big beverage person. So my friends call me the chemist and I'm always like mixing different concoctions, you know, so it could be simple things of like ginger uh, with some seltzer and lime and agave, you know, that could be like your mocktail if you mm-hmm. want, 
for people, especially if they're going to, you know, a gathering at someone's house, like you could make that, or maybe they, they can make that for you. Uh, little things such as, I, I think I mentioned it before, was the salsa and a cranberry and some agave, you know, little, little spritzers here and there. But smoothies, I think, are actually the best way for someone who does eat meat or does eat fish to incorporate very instant. Like, if you want something that is instant gratification, that is a very simple thing to start implementing. Have two smoothies a day. And that will keep you full, fuller, you know, until you have that meal. And then you might not eat as much. Like, yeah. I say experiment with it, but yeah, having smoothies, it's also a very easy way to incorporate those fruits and vegetables into your lifestyle. If you don't like fruits and vegetables, you know. Mm -hmm. And one last question, or before we wrap it up on the final one, what would you say is, was the hardest thing for you when it came to switching? Look, I've been asked that. Hardest thing. Great question. Yeah, it was a great question because I, I don't. I think I was just in such survival mode at that time that I didn't. I never really had a chance to think like, what was the hardest thing for me? Um, but I will say, you know, because I'm I'm human, it would be sometimes when people would come to the house and would not bring a vegan meal, and I I didn't cook anything, I didn't prepare anything. Uh, that was probably the hardest thing because then you know, like you're forced to to dabble in the meat, you know, uh, especially in the beginning of the transition and. That's actually when I learned the not shaming myself because I, I remember a specific time where someone did bring jerk chicken and I didn't have any vegan, you know, stuff around me. And my mom was like, It's okay. Like you 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 know that like why you're doing this. In a way, like we were having the conversation. So I had it and it was like, Okay, well don't don't get down on yourself about this situation. Yeah, like feeling the guilt. Okay. Yeah, feeling the guilt, you know. So it actually like saying how how I am is actually how my mom and I would be with each other with these situations happen. So yeah, just being surrounded by all all the meat in the beginning was it was tough when you don't prepare. So <laughs> preparation is key with with this lifestyle, you know. And I learned yeah, that because yeah. I I had so many trial and errors with it. I was like, oh man, like I have nothing in the house, not even smoothie. I don't think I'm around. So you know, I set myself up for failure in, in that in that moment. Um, yeah, that and in the beginning also was giving up steak because I was a huge steak person. Uh, I love going out to eat and having steak. So, but then I, I learned the portabellas and mimicking different ways. So I was like, okay, as long as I have the flavor, I'm good. But in the first like month, it was it was tough. It was tough working with those cravings, even learning how to cleanse. That was actually probably one of the biggest things too, like abstaining from food mm -hmm. the first time. Oh, that was tough. So like fasting or uh, yeah. drinking juices? Um, so both I did, I did fasting and I've also tried just juices cleansing with that. And the first day, the first 24 hours was tough. By the end of the 24 hours, I was like killing it with jackfruit and blueberries or everything, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but you, your body starts to learn to adapt because your mind gets stronger when you mm -hmm. do these things. But it, I won't tell anybody like it's a walk in the park cause it's, it's not. Mm -hmm. And last and final question. What do you find it easy to tell people to do, but hard to do? So what do you preach very easily that you find very hard to practice in any aspect? Okay, so not just not just the vegan lifestyle. It doesn't have to be vegan per se. It could be something else that has to do with like, I tell people to do this, but I am not quite there. <laughs> or I have a hard time. Yeah. You're asking some really great questions, but 
Hey. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm a pretty disciplined person. I'm not not gonna lie. Like so usually what I say I do, I do practice what I preach. And you know what? I will say that sometimes when I tell people to um be flexible in in terms of their self-care practices and what I mean specifically is like going for the walk, you know, to clear your mind. I will say that that's probably one thing that because I'm such an overthinker at times, I'm like, I want to get everything done that's on my to-do list and not step away and go take that walk or go hang out in nature, knowing that it's really good for me. That would probably be the one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally understand it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually have, um, I mean, I do it in the end, but mm -hmm. I understand a thousand percent. I have that actually a bit with journaling. Um, because it's the it's the process of the, the go sit down, mm -hmm. go sit down. Yeah, like I have to yeah. tell myself, go sit down. And yeah. I'm running a 21 day challenge right now, and there is a lot of journaling because it's for mental clarity. And right. even then, I have to go. You need to go sit down and do your journaling. You can't tell other people to do it right. when you're not doing it. Um, but just so you can feel better, I will answer the question as well. Um, and I realized it recently, and it's funny because we can coach ourselves on a lot of things too, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes it takes that thing from the outside to make you notice it. And the relationship coach that I had been talking about, she had just put out a podcast talking about the fear of, uh, like, fear of rejection. It's a different wording that she said, but basically, like, the fear that something's going to go wrong or uh, the fear of... Um, risk avoidant, being risk avoidant. So I realized, although I'm very courageous in many parts of my life, and I almost don't even think about it anymore, there's still certain pieces that until someone points it out, I don't notice. And like, that's the advantage of having a coach, right? Because they're getting right. blind spots. We all can be mentally strong. It's not that I'm not strong, but there's definitely spots that when she, when I heard it from her podcast that I noticed it, so um, sometimes it's, I guess, yeah, that awareness. I don't want to know if that's necessarily not preaching and practicing, but yeah. I tell people you have to take responsibility for the actions, but I have to go think, okay, am I doing that in all aspects yeah. of my life? And to be honest, there's always something that you're missing. Right. And oh, so no. always be better. So I think it's such a good question yeah. because it's like, yeah, I can do that better. I can do that better. Yeah. And no, be self-accountable for it when you're pre preaching it. So, yeah, no, for sure. I literally had this example of yesterday. I had to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> You've had a very busy day, but you know that you feel better. So it's like, mm -hmm. why not do the things that make us feel better all the time? You know, Absolutely. It can, it's important. So, yeah, I totally can resonate with that. But having the awareness is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, once you have that, you can recognize like, oh, I like this is something I need to improve on that. That's the best because then you can take an action from there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's much harder. I think people hear us saying this and they're like, oh, it's so easy for you to say. Yeah. In the beginning, it's hard because it's like practicing anything. Anything is hard in the beginning. But as you get better at it, it becomes easier to be kind to yourself in doing this. Mm -hmm. We're not sitting here going, you're an idiot for not walking yesterday. You're so silly right. for not, uh, for being scared of doing something or avoiding something. No, you're like, okay, yeah, I need to hold myself accountable for that. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be a bad person just because I was imperfect. And that's right. where like self-love and actual healing comes from because 
doesn't mean that I think I'm perfect all the time and everything's exactly. great. It just means that I care about myself enough to go make the changes when I can recognize them. And as I grow my self-awareness, I recognize them quite quickly. So the changes get made quite quickly. Yeah, exactly. I can't say that any better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so is there any last bit, if you were to leave the listeners with anything? You know what? Just make yourself a priority. I feel like 2023 is about reclaiming your health. Put you first. You know, and if there's anything that you need help with, you can reach out to me. I definitely do the free consultation call. You can go to my website, www.mswellnessllc.com, and we can talk about what those berries are. But it's time to put you first, girl. Like, let's get it done. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I will leave all of her information in the show notes below. Thank you all for listening in this week and have a wonderful week. Yeah, thank you.